0: instantly embroiled in the politics of court they will cross during their adventures the characters (laughs) of this is
1: quality podcasting you guys
2: (laughs) sounds like a great podcast everyone
1: (laughs) i know i'm so excited about this game should Uh, we just start the show
2: right yeah let's let's
3: go for it (laughs) okay
2: um well uh you heard it there from selena and myself i guess this is the (laughs) beginning of good podcasting aka Eric, uh, reading off the news together um, from the uh, new Game of Thrones video game coming out. Are you guys excited for this video game coming out soon? It's going to be awesome. Well, I know that some of you guys are. Terrence? Yeah, it sounds really cool. Well, Er Eric's really excited. Before we started the show, Mike is like, hey, we should talk about this video game. And I was like, man, no one cares about this video game. And then all of a sudden, I found (laughs) out that two of you guys have pre-ordered a copy, a piece. (laughs) How many copies did you order, Selena?
1: I didn't order any copies, but I am planning to very excited about this.
2: <laughs> is that the uh, Swedish version of the game? Yeah,
1: I think so. <laughs> I think already have subtitles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your subtitles They're just gonna... look like people typed on the home row all day. Just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're actually going to well, set it in Sweden. It's going to be a whole big thing.
3: Eric, oh it, the only thing different is this time we're not going to
0: stay up all night trying to beat it.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: not like Mario. Did you guys
2: ever beat it? Did you guys ever beat that
0: game? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like the next day, it was awesome. Did you
2: get Yoshi? Did you get all the stars? We got Yoshi, yeah. and, yeah,
0: and he guy. said, thanks for playing Super Mario 64, it was awesome. Game of Thrones game, I'm getting it for PS3 because the guy advised me, the guy GameStop advised me, he says, hey, the graphics are gonna be marginally, but importantly better. For PlayStation 3 and I said alright I'm gonna do it so pre-ordered got that coming out May 14th I'm gonna be there at midnight they're having like a they're actually having like a barbecue for, <laughs> a uh, barbecue they, <laughs> you guys they never went to stag? one of those?
2: <laughs> they don't have those <laughs> what are
4: they
0: roasting
1: people's heads stag? or something <laughs> I was about to ask what it's are a, they roasting it's
0: a dual release actually it's like a triple release because Max Payne 3 comes out the same day but, oh wow um, but My yeah they're, they're having uh, it's right next to a, a supermarket so they're gonna have like I don't know Sausages.
2: Well, I've been playing Wind Waker on my laptop between shoots.
1: <laughs> oh wow! Can you play that on the laptop?
2: Yeah, I have uh, a, an Xbox 360 controller hacked, and when I'm not like between filming, when everyone's like setting stuff up, I just I just disappear with my laptop and I play like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and like Wind Waker. Ah
0: oh,
1: man, that's so exciting!
2: I guess we should tell people what we are. We're Game of owns We haven't actually introduced. We're, yeah, yeah we are Game of owns. Yeah, yeah. it's not Oans.
1: a gaming of owns. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm Zach Litty. I'm Eric
4: Skull. I'm Mike Atena. I'm
1: Selena Wilkin, and I'm
3: Terrence Pinkston.
4: Micah, you were saying something. No, I wanted to know what Eric was going to be bringing to the barbecue. Don't you have to bring something? Oh, it's not
0: a potluck. It's not. It's oh. not a potluck. I'm not going to bring my. I'm not going to bring my famous mayonnaise. Or... Eric,
2: please bring funnel cake.
0: <laughs> yeah, funnel cake.
2: <laughs> Eric brought funnel cake Randley to my birthday. Like your, uh, for my birthday con.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs>
2: He said mayonnaise with just enough lag, where he had enough time to like think about bad things.
0: Oh gosh, I hope there's not (laughs) still lag. Should one of us host? Should somebody else host the call? Just in case. No, no, no. (laughs) I was I was saying
2: with your own natural oh own natural lag. Okay, you go mayonnaise.
0: Mayonnaise. (laughs) It's not mayonnaise. Oh, or potato salad. I'll make potato salad. I'll bring it to this potluck.
2: all right, all right, Another all right. Here's, here's what we have to do. We have to get a lasso and wrangle this entire thing in because we're speaking about the latest episode and the critically acclaimed HBO series, Game of Thrones, and we have the uh, fifth episode that we just watched, and I just watched it a few hours before this um, on my iPad on HBO Go, and I got to check out some of the uh, interactive advanced features. Oh, cool. Dude, to all the listeners out there, get on it because it is awesome if you have access to it. Like, if you guys don't have HBO... I know that your aunt has HBO. Your aunt has got it. So just be like, hey, if you have Dish or Directv, let me use one of them logins, and then boom, you guys are
4: set up. Take me later.
0: Yeah. Is it just me, or are these getting, are these episodes <laughs> still getting better every week?
4: I have to say, though, I, I mean, with the exception of last week's episodes, uh, or, and uh, what happened with uh, the sh- the shadow creature, I didn't really find the. I found a lot of the endings to be somewhat underwhelming this season, hmm. especially this week's <laughs> yeah. episode.
1: It's the whole, it's the whole cliffhanger that doesn't pay off, like we were talking about last week, because it's all setting up for something that's to come, but there's never actually a big, sort of end, because they can't, because it doesn't end.
2: <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> hmm.
1: Does that makes sense. That's true
4: though.
2: No, that makes complete sense. Or,
4: or maybe it's just Selena and I have have read, so we know what's going to happen. So. It doesn't seem as it. special maybe this time around like it did in season 1 when I hadn't read any of the books yet. You guys don't think
2: they did a good job with uh Rob getting knocked out by Craster? I thought that that was pretty mm. I thought that was pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, that was
0: a WTF moment with uh you know when he sees the white walker and then gets knocked
2: out. Oh shit. I just <laughs> sorry. What show sure you like watching? You, no. you guys only Guys, if you guys only knocked out at, by you know? Craster. Okay. <laughs> I had to travel to this internet source. <laughs> Jesus.
0: No, but I mean, speaking from from my point of view, I thought that this week's uh, cliffhanger or this week's ending, you know, had some interesting implications. Um, you know, you guys, if you want to talk about it, I mean, I think that uh, was Arya, like, enjoying that she had this this servant now, this this knight who can kill people for her? Like, did she really enjoy that she just got the tickler killed? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's scary, no. but...
1: She's got the power now. I mean, that's got to be for someone who's been through so much as she has, and she know she said in early in the episode, everybody dies, and suddenly she has the power to to cause that. I think that's pretty. That must make her feel pretty powerful. Well, see, I, I think
3: she said it, but she really didn't believe it. Uh, whenever she was talking to uh, Tywin, which we'll get to in a little bit, but uh, I don't think she really believed what uh, what he was saying. Whenever he said, "I'll give you three lives." Because you I mean I'll take Three lives for you Because you know You gave three But
0: the question is then If she had said Tywin Would he have been able To pull that off And, 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 and sec- ah. second question is Second question is Doesn't he count for three Anyway But you know I <laughs> Just thinking like Would yeah. he really have been Able to pull it off She said the tickler Okay the tickler was like Nobody He got pushed off a balcony You know, so what? She just wanted to see if it would actually work. But it did. That's weird because she was smiling at the end. She was like, yeah. So, well, well, she looked up
2: and she saw Jack and Hygar just looking like a total badass. You know, because she was, I think she did doubt it at first because that's kind of an unbelievable thing to happen. But he was like, hey, I have honor. You did a good thing for me. So, me and my boys are going to take care of what you need taken care of. Like, they know that below the surface, there's a lot more to her. And they hinted that. He was like, well, you're definitely hiding something. And. But I'll kill somebody if you want me to. And I guess the
4: Tickler is a worthy first target. Well, he
0: did try to kill Gendry and would have if Tywin hadn't showed up. Right. Yes.
4: Ew. But did you catch that line, though, from him? Which I thought was a nice tieback to season one where he says, only death can pay for life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, that was, I, I'm uh, not um, Yep.
1: I'm not a big fan of the way he speaks. Like, I'm not in the books either. Like, it <laughs> just like really annoys me. But it just really like throws me <laughs> off.
0: Do you smell rock. what Hygar is cooking? No, no, he <laughs> so speaks via.
4: in the. Uh, was it the first person? Yeah, yeah like uh, yeah. a man
1: mustn't know what a girl is doing. I'm like, it's not ah, uh, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, language issues aside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm um, the, I felt I felt personally offended in this issue in this episode. Speaking of language issues, when um in the scene between Stannis and, um, what's his face? Davos. And, uh, yeah, and Davos, when he was like, Stannis was like, why don't you like her? And he was like, she's a foreigner. And I was like, excuse uh-huh. me? <laughs>
2: don't you know that's how people think, Selena?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Did, didn't you guys also notice that there was a severe lack of pornography in this episode? Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, my
1: goodness. <laughs> you kidding? I
0: didn't notice it, well,
1: actually. <laughs> I, I didn't notice it
0: because, because Jorah got his love connection on in this episode oh, And Pujero. that just that's just All bets man Were off I was just like Man I get You get to see him And Daenerys Kinda I don't know She was She was. I think
2: that was Pretty one sided though so uh, yeah.
3: That reminded me Like of Chloe and Lamar I mean It It, it, it just It didn't feel right Wow
2: you're talking about Duck Sauce?
3: <laughs> yeah, Duck Sauce and uh, old, uh, old Blondie, yeah. You know, uh-huh.
2: I mean, he makes a mean offer. You know, that's kind of, I guess it'd be more like Kanye and Kim because Kanye's like, "Man, I got the riches. If you need a kingdom,
1: society.
3: <laughs> Do we know how many or how how much forces, how many forces that Duck Sauce has? At his command. What are the what are his numbers?
1: He doesn't have sources. I
2: don't think he has anybody can buy
0: them. I just took that he was because he's so he's
1: rich just really that, rich, yeah. Yeah,
0: he that he, he like I don't think he has any armies that swear to him besides any that would be like guarding the thirteen. But because he's rich he could buy you know, so he made but that offer. The series was rich and look what happened to him.
1: <laughs> he wasn't rich. He was like the beggar. No, he
2: was he was yeah, he was a beggar. He was living with people like more rich people that would give them allegiances.
0: I was confused because when they were at the uh when Daxus and and Daenerys were at the vault, I thought that only dragons could get through the vault, but then he showed up with the key. He was like, this is
2: Val-. I thought that too. Yeah, he uh, was like this is Valyrian steel,
0: you know, the the hardest steel can't make a dent. And I'm like, okay, so he wants her to get her dragons out. And so he can melt this so can, in the vault. But then he's like, and I have the key. And I was like, what? And then he's like, yeah. marry me and we'll both have half. And I'm like, eh, I don't get it. <laughs> what
1: is in that yeah. vault? Is it just his money? Or is yeah. It, okay, because oh, yeah. I was really confused. Just cash.
0: <laughs> just gotta, he doesn't believe
2: in banks, and I, I, I'm, I'm right with him on that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that makes a lot of sense. No, listen, he he made her a tempting offer, and I, I thought it was a little bit, I thought it was a little weird how quickly, you know, Jora was able to be like, listen, Danny, I don't think that's a good idea. And she was like, okay, you're right. Find me a ship captain then. It was just, they didn't allow that arc to kind of play out too long. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a <laughs>
3: yeah. shame, too. Do you think it's because uh, he loves her or has. Really deep feelings for her. Like, I think
0: that's uh, a part of of it,
2: Yeah.
3: But.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they make that pretty clear in the show though, because they have his whole they have the dialogue between Duck Sauce and Danny and he's like, Hey, listen, I know guys and this dude totally likes you. So he's worried, he wants to get Jor out of the way because he knows that is not gonna make the best decisions for Danny as far as a real tactical side goes. He's gonna make decisions that are tactical and that also involve him.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't I don't about that. I took Jora's advice. I think she took Jora's advice to heart. The thing is, she didn't really want to remarry, I think, so soon. You know, that that's the impression I got, anyway, when when Duck Sauce was... Uh,
2: Jora is giving her advice that's not completely tactically driven. It's tactically driven to a sense, but it's also driven a lot to his own personal interests.
0: But isn't he just doing... I, I, I'm saying, like, his advice to her in this episode really did, I think, was the better choice for her... I understand that it involves him, but I, I think that, he, you know, on the whole, because he's her protector, he's taken it upon, you know, himself to be her protector, that that's right. kind of a given that anything she would do, he would do. But I kind of get what you're saying. I mean, he would be less no, important. He,
2: he didn't. There was, there was a piece of him that believed that if you get the help of these people and their money and you buy an army, there was a piece of him that believed that that was partially a bad idea. But from where they sit right now, having no money and nothing to them. Having an army bought for her and having enough money to do lots of things bought for her just for marriage would be an excellent decision for her because she could do a lot on it very quickly. And she was talking about how the time was now. But another reason he didn't want her to do that was because he loves her and
4: because he doesn't want to see her marry someone else. You know what I mean? I think that was made pretty clear last season, too, when he saves her life. Remember, he's a spy. And it's said as much in the first season that he sent over there to... Essentially, aid in her eventual demise. So, it's clear that his personality has completely shifted, and because of how he feels about her, I think that that's the entire reasoning behind it and, and mm-hmm. why he chooses to save her life in that marketplace.
1: But at the mm-hmm. same time, yep. I think he really does believe in her ability as queen. You know, he really does believe in in her as a person. Yeah,
0: he he had that line like once you know lifetimes go by and somebody who's born able to take the throne deserving of the throne and you know able to control it the right way you know lifetimes go by that never happens but you yeah. said that she could do it because she has the heart he's
2: hitting on her was- he's hitting on her yeah so, you yeah. so that's yeah. it it's just bullshit it bullshit, smooth, bullshit. it's just no, i don't think <laughs> it's bullshit it. i think <laughs> i don't <laughs> think it's bullshit either
0: it, it's true it's true it's a true statement do but- you think that she'd be a uh a heartful kind of caring ruler
1: Definitely, I don't think. I mean, I'm, I'm I think that she's <laughs> the
2: worst out of all of them. Honestly, really,
1: no, I, I, I really think that she would be good.
2: I mean, Eventually. she's, a, she's, she has, she's basically just causing trouble. We have all of these, and I, and I, I like Daenerys, but I'm thinking about. We have all these sections of people that are chasing for the throne. We have Rob doing his thing. We have Stannis doing this thing. We had Rinley doing his thing. You know, we. Oh. we ha- the way I look at it is Daenerys is causing all of this trouble and she will eventually cause all of this death because she feels like she has the rightful claim to the throne. She is a Targaryen. It was usurped incorrectly and she wants to gain her place. But, I mean, geographically speaking, and really every other aspect you can look at it she has basically no claim in regards to what everyone else has that's going toward the throne that being said we know that she wants to cause trouble she wants to cause shit she's been quoted over and over i will you know fire and blah 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 it's just i don't know i I, you can't look at her decisions and see them as honorable if you can't look at baelish making honorable decisions they're all doing the same exact thing so do i dislike her more than everyone else no but i don't I definitely don't hold her at a higher regard than everyone else.
3: But she does seem to care more uh for her About who though? Well, her uh, about her yeah, her constituents. I mean, I mean she she's very faithful to the people that are faithful to her. And she likes to you know, she she feels for those people. She takes care of them. She calls them blood of my blood. You know, she's she's really just that person that cares so much about the other her. thing is
0: she, she didn't she didn't want to be there her brother sold her to you know the call to begin with she right, was right, raped right. all of season one and eventually she did get a kind of ownership of it you know owning she, she didn't she didn't just sob and say oh pity me she actually you know took it upon herself to really look out for what she thought would help her tribe when the call died which also she didn't want You know, and then she would birth dragons, which was totally unexpected. You know, yeah, she's got a little bit of, uh, you know, this uh, indignant, you know, air when people try and cross her because she feels, I think, that she's been through a lot and that maybe, you know, that her people deserve to live and as much to live as anybody else. And the other thing about her and her, like, birthright and stuff, like, she's been raised on that since she was a kid. Like, that's all her brother talked about, you know, while he was alive was, you got to take this back. Or actually, he said, I got to take this back. Um, you know, but I think it's a way of defying him that she seeks the throne too, because she saw that he was clearly burned, um, you know, by the goal where she would not have been. And so she yeah. says, I am, I am, I see it in my, you know, skin when I put it in a, a fire and it doesn't burn that clearly I am special. So I bet that that kind of, you know, that's just
4: going. she has that going for her. But she's also young. Remember, she's supposed to be 14 years old in the, in this book series, whatever you want to call it.
1: I, th- I think another thing is as well. I mean, obviously, book fans are really split on Daenerys especially some people hate her some people love her but I think one thing that I especially took away from reading her perspective is that she comes across in the series a lot more spoiled and and entitled than she is in the books in the books she's just this Scared girl who loved Khal Drogo and who was devastated by his death and who sort of took it upon herself to lead his people and to to take care of them because they sort of looked to her they were like, now our Khal is dead, you have to protect us and she was like, holy shit I have to protect them Um, and that's what sort of drove her through this book was the need to protect these people and then with that obviously came the fact that she had these dragons and she had this this desire to go home i think that's what 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 drives her more than anything is that she needs to go home
2: and that's why i don't harbor any like real carnal dislike toward her character but i i do have to usually raise a point when i don't like i don't want her to be brought up to a different level uh, <clears throat> when when compared to people like rob when compared to people like Stannis or Renly, because in my opinion they all have their own honorable claim in a way, and even if she does have hers, everyone is being a shit disturber. I feel like <laughs> Rob is no seriously though. I think Rob's Rob and his army um, are the only people that are not directly stirring up shit on top of someone yeah, for no reason. That's, that's probably super true.
0: Yeah, they're reacting. Yeah.
2: Everyone else's problem is a, is a personal, selfish gain. I would say that almost the Lannisters are the second least worst because they're reacting, but they're also reacting and they're losing people. They're fighting a war within each other, not necessarily just to keep the crown. They're, they're trying to stay alive because Rob's going to attack them either way. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like everybody else is just causing so much shit, and it's just rough. Speaking
0: of that, what is Theon about to do? Come oh, on. Theon. I like this guy. I like this guy, too. I don't like him. He's a sea bitch. I told sweet. you you're how the
2: only one to go, Eric. How many of you guys thought that little that little canoe was the sea
0: bitch? <laughs> 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 it, the whole crew didn't even fit on it. The, the, the best, the uh, first mate had to, like, go separately. All right, mm-hmm. so I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. I'm saying that could have
2: <laughs> no, been the sea I bitch. Don't. That would have been terrible. I really thought that was the
0: sea bitch. Oh, my God. What?
3: Yeah, I'm slow. Essentially, Theon's going to, you know, plunder and loot and rape and all this other crap, you know, the, these villages. And God, that's just not even right, even in, you know, modern day warfare. Well, that's the, uh, that's what <laughs> no, they no, can't not, not even. Modern, <laughs> day, war. modern day warfare. <laughs> <laughs> even
0: these days, it's not okay to
2: rape women. <laughs> Especially not okay oh, in God. modern day warfare. I think we got what you were saying, yeah. Terry. No,
3: I got Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, but you guys can interpret that.
0: But damn like what okay so this first mate is like the only by only guy who paid Theon any attention um and together they hashed this this crazy plan which he likes in the but like watching the scene all i got from it was that they just wanted to get Stark's attention i you know and it was weird the way Theon's eyes and smile moved in that moment not,
4: but he not just attention though no i mean it basically laid the groundwork for them drawing the Stark troops out of Winterfell by attacking mm. Torrhen Square, and they want to then attack Winterfell. And then, if Winterfell doesn't have any troops, right, you can spoilers.
0: Uh, yeah, I Winterfell. That's right, I didn't yeah. get that far. Like, I didn't get that second part of it. Of like, they're they're drawing the troops out specifically out of Winterfell so that they can get Winterfell. I didn't get that from the scene, but. Um, I, I I believe it you know I
1: think it was implied how, though if, wasn't it if you didn't, it was
4: implied yeah Okay. if you
1: didn't get it from that scene did you get it from the um, I don't want to be the three eyed Ra- raven yeah the three eyed raven when Bran oh, had that dream about water flooding Winterfell what did you did you oh,
0: make? I got something. that really should have been so have obvious that. to me That should have been so
1: obvious to me. Well,
2: I mean, that's a good litmus test, though, because even you're paying attention, and maybe, you know, maybe it's a little, maybe sometimes the writing can be a little misleading, honestly. Uh huh.
1: I mean, if you don't know what's coming, it must be so confusing, I'm sure. But water
0: flooding Winterfell, I can't believe it, guys. Come on, I should have seen that.
2: (laughs) Well, Eric, it could have been a tsunami or it could have been
0: <laughs> the Iron Island people. Well, and, then, so. and then Asha <laughs> didn't even say what it meant. She was just like, oh, they say all crazy things about the wall. Like, Bran just bared <laughs> his soul to her, and she was like, right what,
1: tell what is
3: everything." Well, well I think she also... knows what it
1: means, and that's why she was scared, because she realized.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, that's what I was thinking. What, oh, okay, well, two things. One, it's never implied in the television series how many troops Winterfell has. So, I could see where that could be a little bit confusing, where, you know, Bran is saying, okay, send... You know, so and so to to the square and you know help protect and all that other stuff, but it really doesn't say okay. Use all of the troops from Winterfell. Um, secondly, the the 3 eye Raven dream. I, God, you know, I, I honestly should finish reading because I had thought that had something to do with the comet. Maybe you know, I've been watching Deep Impact, and I you know the, <laughs> the comet coming down. Okay, okay. The comet <laughs> coming down. You know, I I could have thought Bronze dream. Would have had some real legitimacy to it if something were like you know were to happen. Yeah, they're a hundred miles in, but if you have that comet slamming into the sea, well, Winterfell could have the waves washed over them.
0: Oh man, that's crazy! Then well, it would turn
3: to ice. The
2: comet slammed to the sea. The whole planet, The whole thing would be done. Well, yeah. yeah I, I, okay.
4: <laughs> the, uh, but the comet entering the atmosphere would would could kill all the wildlife. But didn't Bran also mention um, when he was talking to Osha that? as part of that dream he saw sir roderick dead and he if you did. remember he just sent sir roderick off to torrent square yes
3: uh, every time Brian it's a a vision i you know i get scared i'm like well he's he's dead because it, if you think back to season 1 he kept seeing his father's crypt his father's tomb now
0: it's he's seeing sir roderick and well, he sees well. Hodor a lot in his dreams. Does that mean Hodor is doomed? <laughs> you never know. No. <laughs> oh, man.
2: I see Hodor a lot in my dreams. I hope so. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <No. laughs> um, I thought that entire scene, though, when uh, the Starks were at the table and you have the whole council in Winterfell, and it just it just felt cool because it was like a nice mirror from last season. And mm-hmm. I thought that it was great showing Brand coming into himself and just making totally. the right decisions. Totally. And it was, really, it was yeah. really nice when they were making the face back and forth. As, you know what I'm talking about in that scene? They, so much was said in that body language as to say, this Stark is doing it right.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. But did you notice that other Stark that we haven't, you know, it's been totally AWOL yes. for a while? Rickon sitting there being really sullen and. S- Smashing an apple or something? <laughs> well, was he, he was hungry
2: for cashews or dates or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just yeah. being really angry. And I think that's important to establish, even though obviously they don't show him that much. Is,
0: is there something wrong with that Stark kid? Why, why was he so disruptive?
2: Let me go down a list. His it's... brother's at war. <laughs> his brother's past the wall. This is his mom. His mom is at war.
4: His dad is dead. I could keep going. <laughs> that's uh. why he's so pissed. His <laughs> sisters are missing. Well, one's missing. The other's is... So,
0: point taken. But yeah, Bran totally... <laughs> No point. T- well, I mean, some people are being productive about it. at least all the other Starks. At least speak. You know, he's as this, very young. As though. This other very kid young. had okay. Very. He's young.
1: supposed to be like four. Why would I you sit
0: so. him at the table next to you when he's being that? he's disruptive? a Stark. Okay. He's Doesn't he have some? Does, does he have his own direwolf? That's how I tell if he's a. He a does. Respected Stark. Yes, okay. He does. A, it's okay. called.
1: Okay. He, he's
3: mentioned. He's mentioned uh, in season one. We can't. Shaggy, Shaggy dog. Shaggy dog.
1: Thanks. Shaggy dog. Yeah.
0: Oh, thanks. Okay. Cool. I loved seeing Bran lead, and he even surprised you know Master lewin
2: he was kicking asses, man.
0: Yeah, he was totally kicking ass. Loved that scene.
2: Mm. All right, let's do a part of the show where we take... Uh, I'm going to open up my capsule of time travels. everyone like to get in?
0: Everyone? Yeah.
2: Everyone? We won't play the TARDIS sound effect this week, though. Okay. Oh.
1: Okay, but. not scare me <laughs> half to death.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> no, those tweets were amazing. Selena, <laughs> Selena tells me that she's out just getting her yog on, just yogging and sweet eating some yogurt yawging, while she's yogging. Yes. And she uh, heard the TARDIS from our sound effect to go say uh, happy birthday to Eric. And she said, well, uh, you know what? Why don't you just tell what you said?
1: Okay, I will tell you. I'll tell you what I did. I heard the TARDIS sound, and I stopped up, and I said, <gasps> and I looked around. <laughs> she I thought I the doctor was, was visiting. my ears. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if none of you have watched oh, Do- you Doctor Who. Anyway. Yeah.
2: So I wanted to go back and talk about the opening scene with, um, Randy Baratheon and Catelyn Stark. Um, I was so, so, so pumped and I knew what was about to happen, but I just, it was just so nice to hear. And you know that this is like typical, like, this is like a Harry Potter moment. Sirius is like, Harry, well, I mean, we're about to, uh, Wormtongue is about to go get proven that I'm innocent. So you can come home for the summer and live with me. You know, yeah. talking, you know, like serious Black, yeah. uh, Prisoner, Prisoner of Azkaban era. Yep. And this felt like the same exact moment when when Renly was like, all right, listen, Catelyn, I'm going to be real with you. We're going to win the war. And I like Rob. I want Rob to be my friend like Ned was my dad's or was my brother's friend. So he can be a king in the north. We'll fight together and then we'll hang out together. And it'll just be Starks and Baratheon like Perfect. it's always been. Yeah, it just sounded great. And then all of a sudden, you know, a masked caper came
0: inside. This
1: is horrible. The fact that Stannis did this to his own brother. I'm so <laughs> upset. I was so team Renly.
0: I was going to say, like, the fact that it's even mentioned is looking like Stannis, even in the book, too. You know, from what I hear... Um, it just, it made me uncomfortable because I like Stannis and I, I like St- I like both Stannis and Renly. The fact that this shadow looked like Stannis, I mean, obviously, Renly's blood is on Stannis' hands. Here's the other thing. Last episode, he gave him the ultimatum. He said, you have until dawn to decide. And then he sends this shadow to come and kill him in the night. I mean, we know from that scene that Renly was not going to give in to his brother. He was gonna fight and, and hundreds of people were gonna die, maybe. And that was, that's fine. But he didn't even give his brother till morning. He didn't keep his own word. Stannis, I wrote Stannis off in that moment, not because I cared mm-hmm. too much for Renly, but because he just really didn't even keep that that short, you know, bargain that they that they even had that he would give Renly till dawn to reconsider.
1: Eric, you like really strange characters. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. First,
4: <laughs> yeah, but she tells him though on the on that hill when they meet, doesn't she say the night is dark and full They're of full terrors. of terrors.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, she does. So again, it's not specifically giving
4: specifically him- to Renly. It's not like she. I know she says that a lot. Like that's probably her uh, her school <laughs> her motto or sigil. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a big old she shadow. She's got a tramp stamp right that there. on
0: <laughs> The night is dark and full of. Terror. Where she's from, they yeah. get their
2: house sigils tramp
4: stamped onto them. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see it in that one. Uh, That one scene because she was sitting down uh, giving birth, but it's there. (laughs) She was giving birth while sitting down.
2: (laughs) Those two usually go together. No, but I was uh, I was incredibly sad because um, the shadow killed Renly. Spoiler alert: he's dead. I think you were supposed to
0: say "spoiler alert" before that happened.
2: Oh my bad! I'm not used to doing these things. <laughs> it's okay.
1: I'm glad it happened now though, because now we can talk about it. It's been one of those things that we've sort of had to skirt around. Like we we're all been like, "Yay, we're so excited for running to fight for the throne," and we're just like, "We know he won't." So. <laughs> I
2: know. I just can we just pretend that it never happened? And we just make yes. another deal with our Martin. Bring back Ned Stark. Bring back
0: Renly. We'll be Renly, <laughs> happy. Yeah. Should we just pretend that they're on like an island somewhere and be like, I wonder how they're doing. <laughs> we didn't see them this episode. That's a shame. Maybe next episode. You or know, maybe
2: maybe this whole thing is just one big flash sideways. What do you guys think?
1: Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. We're
2: like <laughs> that's <keys>. true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'd uh, be looking Baelish, for the safe key. Baelish <laughs> walks in. Loras and Marjorie are just you know getting their sad on. And you can see how pissed off the Knight of Flowers is. Uh, And you can see how melancholy Marjorie is. What are your thoughts on this scene, (laughs) fellas?
1: I love Marjorie so much. And it's so funny because, again, in the books, she's like not even she's not anyone really at this point but when she when uh, Baelish said do you want to be queen and then she said no I want to be the queen I was like
0: oh shit you go girl (laughs) I don't know does she really have that much of a chance I I guess I don't know enough about her from having not read Uh, she just needs to marry
1: the right person a bit
0: of foreshadowing (laughs) oh (laughs) jeez
2: It's so like she's, a plot mechanic. It's what they do in TV yeah. shows. They foreshadow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so essentially, she's going to try and shack up with somebody who's got a good chance of being the, you know, the the real king, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't that make her look bad for AKA Joffrey. Well, doesn't that... Oh, shit. Ma- man, spoiler alert. Doesn't that make her look bad? No, I'm bad just though? saying,
4: he's the king right now. Yeah, yeah that makes doesn't sense. Doesn't that make her look yeah. bad for
0: coming off of, like, she's a widow. She's recently widowed. She should mourn for a little while, right? Or, yeah, but they guess, never had sex either. I think either. there's
1: going yeah. to be
0: a yeah. A, a the impression there. that I got was it was all a complete sham. She's um,
2: more sad for her brother, if anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that was, I mean, I guess it was his lover. But... The thing about Loras, too, like, man, he, he almost killed Baelish with his sword, <laughs> but Baelish's advice to him was the same thing that Catelyn's advice was I to,
1: thought that, yeah was
0: to Brienne was, uh, you know, you're no use, like, revenge can't be enacted when you're dead. Like, you you know, you're better alive. And Baelish said the same thing to Loras, and then in the next scene, Catelyn said it to Brienne. So, I don't know, I, I was sensing kind of a recurring theme here of live to fight another day. Um, but when you got a shadow monster coming after you, I guess you really don't have much of a choice but to kind of survive. Well,
4: Brienne and, and Catelyn didn't have a choice; they needed to get out of there. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, they were going to be dead without question. I mean, yeah, that was a smart decision because no one's going to
2: believe that a soul stealing shadow demon just walked into your camp and stabbed the king.
0: Yeah, that kind of sucks. true.
2: So we had a nice little exchange with Tyrion and Cersei. And um, they were getting their chat on about Stannis. And um, no, Michael put this here in the notes. I'm going to go ahead and read what he wrote. But he just said, "Seriously, just doesn't seem to get it. And I think that, if anything, what we're given in this scene is just a big handful of facts saying, Hey guys, if you haven't figured it out so far, because Joffrey is the king, the Lannisters are really starting to lose their shit like is she not going crazy you guys it seems just a little bit of course yeah. she's going yeah, she crazy is. but
3: how far how, how far crazier can she get yeah. <laughs> really uh she just she's got the blinders on right now i think she's like oh we got You know, I'm not going to tell you what the king has planned and blah, blah, blah. Please do it in a British accent, please. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the king has planned. Was that Swedish enough? (laughs) The king's privilege (laughs) is not
0: to. And and Tyrion, the funny thing about that scene is when it ended, Tyrion had to walk all the way around the table the other direction before he left. See, there's this shot of Cersei, and and Tyrion is, like, walking all the way out. And it just drags for a moment. You you hear him walking and then shutting the door. It was great. Well...
1: What I what I thought was interesting is that with Cersei, at this point, she's more interested in besting Tyrion than she is actually, you know, serving the good of the kingdom. Like, all that she does, she's not thinking in any way strategically. She's only thinking well, about how here's this brother who killed her mom and she pr- pretty much hates him and she just doesn't want to see him succeed.
0: Well, then what was it with the fire juice? which is not fire juice, but, the, you know, fire juice, wildfire,
1: fire juice, juice. Wild I'm, fire I'm thinking, juice. I'm thinking, the fire whiskey, i fire, fire whiskey, I'm thinking of fire whiskey, <laughs> yeah. no, but
0: really, like, that's a, that's a tactic, and Circe was it's overseeing that, it's a bad tactic, though. It's a last okay, a bad tale. tactic, yeah. good tactic yeah. versus bad tactics, okay, I understood why in the episode, made they made a great case for it being a terrible idea, but, I mean, you can't say she's not acting tactically, um, no, I mean, not at all. Well, she had some kind of a plan, right, to to defeat. Stannis. Well, think
4: about what she said, though. She said that the king, if he deems it necessary to withhold information from his council, he can do it. And you see how Tyrion reacts to that. He goes after the this pyromancer himself to try and get the information. But you know, it's a sibling rivalry almost. You know, like they're trying to one up each other all the time. Yeah. You know, go back to what happened with uh, Pycelle when he got thrown into the into the dungeons, and then. You know, you look at Tyrion shipping off Marcella, which really pisses Cersei off more than anything else. So I think yeah. they're just trying to get under each other's skin the best way that they can. But Tyrion is doing it in a more tactical way that, you know, is serving the the, the, the kingdom as a whole a lot better than anything Cersei's doing. Right. And even more specifically, King's Landing,
2: which is pretty awesome too. Braun played a really important role, I felt, <laughs> he in was funny a handful in of those episode. scenes. He, he was awesome in this episode but he played the voice of reason like three it was was like in three different whole sequences but you know specifically the one where they were going through he was the the pyromancer which should be a name of a heavy metal band we should create by the way um (laughs) the the pyromancer was showing him all of these green potion jars from the legend of zelda (laughs) and did you guys not get that when you saw it i was like oh man (laughs) Exactly. I was like, man, that's awesome potion jars. Um, when they used to make the live-action Zelda movie, they needed to use those. But he was saying, hey, there's going to be a lot of crazy people. that are on top of this wall, and they're going to be nervous. There's going to be ships. There's going to be like pirate sails and shit. And people are not going to be handling these pods that you guys can barely handle safely. You have it in a locked room. This is a terrible idea. And so Tyrion was like, yep, bad idea. Let's not do this one.
0: Oh, but he didn't do that, though. He said... He didn't tell the pyromancer to stop making those things. He said, you're not making it for my sister, you're making it for me from now on. But he's still making right, more right. than he'll ever need. But right? dear God, it's, that's so many. I'm saying it's still dangerous to have that much of that stuff, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right. But, yes. But
2: it was smart to take it out of the hands of unintelligent people and to put it in the hands of more intelligent people.
3: Oh, oh come on. You don't think if, uh, if one of the king's guard went up to him with You know, a knife, and said, "Oh, you're not making them for Tyrion. You're making them for us, and (laughs) you know, we're gonna
0: we're gonna use this however we want to use it." There is this sibling one-upmanship, this sibling rivalry that's happening. But I don't think that Cersei would have hid what Joffrey's intentions were with any of the other council. You know, whoever's still left. You know, it is just her and Tyrion. It's not like they can't fight a war because Cersei is, you know, not telling anyone anything. It's just her issue with Tyrion, and uh, he takes that very well from what I understand. So I don't really see it as being like a leadership problem.
2: You guys don't see it going beyond just Tyrion. I I feel like she's becoming more reclusive because I mean I think they did a really good job of painting that with her watching the girls outside. It made her appear as if she's turned into some sort of this older nesting lady where she's just, like, looking around scared of everything now because she knows her world is falling in around her.
0: I got that a little bit because she does bring up Marcella even in this episode to Tyrion. Like, she's still really worried about that. She's like, what, are you going to box her up? Like, any day now, right? And so she's still worried about that. I got that. But because she's still sleeping with that young boy, I, 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 I took it to mean that her... Her habits are relatively unchanged. Um, because, you know, Tyrion's got this great new confidant, a great new leak in, you know, an insight into what she's planning. And so she hasn't stopped seeing him. In fact, if anything, she, she does everything in front of him because that, that drives right. the plot forward. So as long as he, as long as they're still seeing each other, as long as she's still getting her rocks off regularly. I don't right. think that, I don't think that she's distracted enough, is what I'm saying. To 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 say, oh, she can't make a judgment call.
2: What do you guys think about Tyrion's new nickname that we learned from the town crier? Oh, God, oh God, I oh, loved Jesus, it. So Devil sad. Monkey.
0: He, and here's Demon the thing monkey. about Tyrion. Demon Monkey. Demon Monkey. Here's the thing about Tyrion. He didn't cut the guy's head off right then and there. He's the hand of the right. king. He he's totally a good could. Guy. And he was offended. He was genuinely hurt. But he's just like, no. And and here they are. They're they're. I don't want to say they're blaspheming. They're you know they're tr- speaking treason. And you know, part of that that little part that we love so much in Tyrion for that's like slightly self deprecating is like, well, you know, my brother and sister are sleeping together, so I can kind of take handle handle this. Even when like it's against him, he still lets this guy live. Like I didn't, I didn't get that, but I mean, that but was kind of cool.
1: It's because he's a good guy essentially, and it's but you know what he said? Why are they blaming me? I'm trying to save them. You know, he was genuinely really sad (laughs) that they didn't see it and i think that comes from Tyrion. just ultimately you know he's so clever he's really fair you know we've talked about that before how he's probably the only character on the show who has a a semblance of a normal moral compass and so Mm -hmm. he's really trying to he's like seriously you know honestly trying to save them that's probably why he didn't cut the guy's head off because that would kind of be counterproductive in the way of saving him you know what I mean? Like,
3: Yeah, he he did find a little bit of humor in what the guy was saying, you know, as you were just saying, well, yeah, he, you know, he is sleeping with my sister. And um, I think that, you know, since it was just a small group anyway, I mean, just really cutting the guy's head off or killing him wouldn't have done anything, wouldn't have made a point.
0: Well the guy was being loud enough. I was worried that the knights that were up on the wall or that the shoot him were gonna shoot him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was I was watching them the entire scene because even if Tyrion doesn't take offense, any of them would have been justified in killing that guy. And right. they were watching.
2: Like, they, they, yes and no. It can't have that crazy martial law or that you're gonna have a revolution on your hands. There's more people than guards for sure. I
0: I guess what I should have said is that Joffrey, if he were there, would have done that in a heartbeat. He would have have kept the guy alive slowly, you know, killing him for the next year. But, you know, it's just, I I think that uh, those guards did look like they were about to take it into their own hands for me. But for me.
4: I, I was surprised though that Tyrion didn't know that it was him that they were talking about. I was almost expecting Tyrion to turn around to Braun and say, he's talking about me, really? Like, I didn't know that, you know, like, because he's such a smart guy. Yeah. Like, who else do you think he would be talking about? You know, uh, a, You know, a demon monkey who is about...
1: He just doesn't want to believe that they could really be that stupid, I guess, because, you know, he is trying to help them. And I guess he doesn't, you know, he just thinks, obviously they'll know that I'm trying to help them, even though they couldn't. But hmm. I don't know. I liked I that were... he was genuinely sad about it though.
0: Yeah, I thought they were talking about Joffrey versus just me. And then they said that it was Tyrion and I was like, "Oh, okay."
2: I couldn't even really understand what the guy was saying at all. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: do need subtitles on Game of Thrones sometimes, I think.
2: So, far away on the other side of the planet, we got to hear a, a lot of interesting backstory on a certain character um that we'll talk about here in a sec, but I really liked I wanted to bring it I wanted to bring it up before you moved on, but um I thought it was a really great tool within the show i know i like to mention a lot of the filmmaking tools being that coming from my perspective but something they did great in the uh production of the show was sam's entire small monologue about just a long spout of westerosian history and i thought that was a great way to give the audience that's more passive that isn't reading the books just a whole lot of backstory without reading a bunch of the books
0: Mm -hmm. i liked that a lot um yeah Particularly because you know, living in North America, we have the same or similar history of people coming here, you know, to escape and that kind of thing. I was just like, oh yeah, that's super cool. Like even in Scandinavia and um, you know, the North. Well, I'm just thinking like the Nordics and and all all that stuff. Are we
1: like the wildlings? No, (laughs) I coming to invade you. Say say anything. No,
0: that's Canadian. Saying in general, um, the idea of people traveling to escape, you know. Um, with White Walkers, like ancient White Walkers, whatever they were running from. You know, Our it's ancestors. just like, it's it's the origin of all people, really, on this on this planet. You know, why are we where we are now? Well, we moved from somewhere. We migrated. We we beat the odds. You know, we beat the... I'm glad eventually they found warmth south of where or the wall is. Or in
2: North America's case, we came to where people couldn't tax,
0: and we got a whole bunch of fields and sold the fields to people exactly. for money. Exactly. But I, I keep every episode... <laughs> With the, the night's watch. I have to be reminded what they're doing north of the wall. Like, to begin with. And then I have to wonder why in this episode they're like, we should go back and defend ourselves. Like, we should go back to the wall. But I'm like, isn't your mission that important that you can't just power forward?
2: Micah, you want to take this whole Mance part?
4: Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you said though. It's really great how they've incorporated this, this history into the series because you, you only get so much screen time to be able to kind of give that backstory. And, you know, you kind of get this picture of the fact that these guys are traveling beyond the wall, you know, hours upon hours, days upon days, weeks upon weeks. And here you have Sam, you know, and they yell at him at one point, you know, basically saying that, oh, you read it in a book or something like <laughs> He's that. It's like so, fat Hermione. <laughs> yeah, so you can imagine <laughs> these guys are traveling all these, fat all Hermione. these d- hours and days <laughs> you and like it. All they're hearing is the knowledge that Sam has gained from <laughs> you're reading these books, you know, from back from back at the wall. So
2: I've read about it in Hogwarts history.
3: <laughs> yeah, that'd be a, a little creepy if he history. said
4: that, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes,
0: Gilly would like it here. The other thing is, he's ra- oh. when he's not raving about oh, books, yeah. he's raving about his girl or his oh, my. his his, his, l- his thimble holder, his thimble keeper. He drank
2: some amortentia. He's oh, gone. Oh, he yeah.
1: yeah, Does that make John Harry? i think that's a good fit.
2: Yeah, exactly. There you go. He's like Ron and Hermione in one character. You have to give me
4: that. Oh god, that's perfect. But you can tell like how cracked out he is because they're in the middle of like the the frozen tundra and and he says that his girl would like it here. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes, he would.
0: yeah so he's he's uh he's a coping mechanism though, right? I mean, I uh, I think he's just bored. <laughs>
1: I was gonna ask something like a bit kind of on topic but kind of not and kind of embarrassing seeing as I'm one of the people who have read the books. but I am really confused. I don't understand the difference between the right, the whites, and the white walkers because I thought they were the same thing, the zombie people.
2: The whites are the people and listen I this is what I've gathered so I'm gonna try to give my perspective from the show when I've read the book so far. So listeners that are super legit and way, way more legit than me, please don't make fun of me on Twitter because I'll feel really bad. <laughs> But I think that the Whites are the people that have been reanimated, and and I'm not sure how. Probably some sort of sorcery on the White Walker side, which may have a lot to do with the babies that they're taking. Not sure. And I think that White Walkers are just inherently those badass things that I still know nothing about, if I'm
0: right. (laughs) That's a good point. I I think that's well articulated. I
1: just don't get why, you know, they're so scared of the White Walkers, but they're just like, oh, well, you know, we face this white. I'm like, why aren't you scared of the whites? The whites are terrifying.
0: Well, the whites, the other thing is the whites are proof that magic still exists, right? I mean, a reanimated corpse, come on. So people, I guess, all over Westeros right now, I think, in every city are learning through their different ways that magic is still around. You know, I mean, right? And and that's that's actually really interesting, I think, to me. You know, well, not not only the dragons, but everything's coming back.
4: I think George R. R. Martin just decided he's like, I'm gonna see how badly I can fuck with people um, <laughs> yeah. with, with words that start with W. I'm gonna take yes. the wildlings, the whites, and the white walkers, and stick them behind the wall, and uh, <laughs> to see what happens.
2: That sounds like a porn, actually. Anyway.
4: <laughs> God. No, I or thought Tyrion Braun and the Pyromancer sounded a bit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: he wrote that in the notes. That's the only reason I thought of that, by the way, people. Tyrion Braun and Pyromancer. Sounds like a mm-hmm. porno, but isn't. In quotes. Wow. <laughs> Micah writes his jokes into the show notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know they're coming, but we still can't. Can
2: but the great thing about it is he's so he's so like giving. He's like, guys, take this. I won't call yeah, you out. Go, go on, for <laughs> go, for go for it. it. <laughs> you just get your, He's like, I've been doing this for a while.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: just uh,
0: take a joke. Now, while we brought well, up the uh while we brought up the the pyromancer, I wanted to bring up. Isn't he the guy who voices the audiobooks? For Game of Thrones?
1: Oh, oh yes, you're right.
0: He is. I'm.
2: I'm. I'm <laughs> all right. Well, I've got a bone Good to call. pick with him.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh,
0: anyone's no. ever read that.
2: <laughs> Anyone's ever listened to it? No. We talked about it though, didn't we? On <laughs> yeah, an we did. yeah, we
0: did.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, it may have been the first
0: <laughs> one. No, really. His name is Roy Dattres, <laughs> Um and and he uh, he he voices the Game of Thrones audiobooks. Actually, all of them except for. I think one of them, and he's playing the pyromancer. So that's well, good for him. It's a very interesting note that they brought him onto the show. So that's super cool.
2: I wonder if he does the same voice in the show that he does in the book.
1: No.
0: For, do you mean do you mean for the pyromancer or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is the pyromancer's voice anyway? If he's like, I wonder.
2: I bet it's, I bet it sounds very similar. Yeah. Don't you guys think?
0: Uh, Probably. Pe- people like him though people yeah. like him though who voice audiobooks people like you know, him jim dale i'm like man there's only so many voices they could possibly have in them right right but then, right. I, but then the no thing believe is, me
2: yeah they agree had, like,
0: to sign on for these series and only more and more and more characters come out of it it's crazy I how mean, many
2: times have you heard jim dale go hello hey how are you today <laughs>
3: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I remember reading this because I was really fascinated with the audio books. That's how I read the first book was through audiobooks. Mm. Um No,
2: so you was, heard the first book. No, well,
3: well he, here here's the thing. Um, I was I got really intrigued with Roy O'Tree's and if he really did, you know, in fact, do all of the books. So I started to read up on him a little bit, and he has over a hundred different voices that he does for the Game of Thrones series. It's crazy. Wow.
2: Roy, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast. Do Definitely. all your
1: voices? You can just do the podcast on your own, to pretend to be all of us.
0: Yeah, I wonder if he can do our voices. <laughs> God, I'm sure he
2: could. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have very telling voices. We're very we're painfully average here on Game of Bones, everyone. Aww.
1: <laughs> but in a good way <laughs> that makes you want to subscribe.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you guys have been kicking ass as far as prescription, per, prescription <laughs> prescriptions. <say> prescriptions. <laughs> we the doctor has all. ordered it, and you guys have answered. <laughs> Game of Bones is doing well. We were on the iTunes front page on no, New Noteworthy last week. Super cool. If only we can make it into what's hot, you know?
3: Or staff favorites, you know?
2: What's hot? Just, yeah. If there's any staff people of iTunes listening, jasonitunes.com.
4: Yeah, so Mance Raider, right? You brought him up <laughs> yeah. a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you get some – I thought you got some cool backstory on him from – is it and Halfhand? Yeah, and they gave such good backstory on Corin Halfhand. They just totally turned his character into
2: something that we could really look forward to and expect. You know, showing how long he was able to live past the wall. Yep. Yeah,
4: I think the the viewers get some insight into him. You know that you don't necessarily get in the books, or maybe you do a little bit. Like I said, it's been a while since I've read, but you 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 get the feeling that he is slowly building an army beyond the wall that's getting ready to march south and so now you add sort of a whole new contingent to this battle that's ongoing you know so now you have the king beyond the wall who's sort of rising up and who knows what his agenda is other than to just get south of the wall you know what happens once he's beyond there if he's able to achieve his goal
3: I mean, do we really see him, could we really see him as a threatening force? We really don't even know how many people live beyond the wall, much less an army.
2: Well, I think I'm more concerned personally for the welfare of the Night's Watch, if anything. Yeah. Directly. I think that it'll probably, and I haven't read far enough, so the two of you guys may know, but for me as a viewer, passively right now, I'm more worried for the wall,
4: not what could happen later. Mm. I think that's probably fair.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably fair. You have to be careful with spoilers. But yes. Yeah,
4: no. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean we could say that I think... blah 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 blah
0: <laughs> Hey and
1: a spoiler there afterwards.
4: <laughs> Welcome End back
2: to the five. show. I had to cut five minutes of conversation.
4: <laughs> <laughs> My ears are now bleeding. But I mean, I would think about the resources that he has available. I mean, we've heard about different things that live beyond the wall already you know, in, in this season and in seasons past. Um, so, you know, think about does he have the resources to be able to rally those people, things, to his cause? And, you know, I mean, that if I were watching the show, you know, I would kind of wonder that. Like,
2: I was worried that I figured that he might have a fully grown mountain troll. That's it's possible. That, that's what <laughs> Hidden he might, in the forest. He might be working with that. Yeah, the forest forest giants, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your, yeah. Countryside
2: giants. What was it? Countryside giants, Eric? <laughs> countryside giants. <laughs> Eric's like, I wonder if they have Countryside Giants. Yeah, well,
0: he said they did. He said the Giants are out gone. Anyway, we must
2: move on because uh, the time is ticking. The time is just, just moving on until we get our next episode of Game of Thrones let's, coming let's in. Let's hear
0: the ho- from the horse's mouth here. What was it Stannis talked to Davos about? Let's, let's go into that. Which little, of
1: us is the horse?
0: A little bit more detail. Stannis is the yeah. horse now. I don't like uh-huh. him anymore. Okay? Because he did not. So keep, you don't like horses. He did not keep his word. He may as well have been neighing to to Renly because it just didn't make it didn't it didn't. Was he neighing? <laughs> he was a naysayer. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Zach. You closed that loop for me. Um, no, but like he sends Davos off. Now this is interesting because he said that you know that it was uh, hard truths are you know double double sided, but he basically sends Davos off. Hard to, truths
4: cut both ways. Hard
0: truths cut both ways. There you go. Um sends Davos off to man a ship again,
4: which was cool. But he's not just manning a ship; he's leading the battle. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's leading Blackwater Bay. Baby. See, until we see a hundred
0: ships in the sea, I'm not. You know, they're, they've. I think, and I'm not not to say the production value is low because I know that it's not. Okay, every time they introduce a new setting, but we really haven't seen that many ships on the sea yet. I'm just saying. How
2: much do you think it costs to show them green lanterns from Zelda,
4: man? Those royalties are
0: high. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> think
4: Those dragons? It. There I'm were saying. dragons in this episode, too. We keep yeah. hearing about yeah. this yeah. naval
0: fleet. Okay, and the dragon creatures. dragon shots were great. But we hear about this naval fleet, but I haven't seen it yet, so I can't. I'm a very visual person. So I'm well, sorry to be that fair, I downplayed it
1: pretty sure that they're trying to save as much as they possibly can for episode nine, Blackwater, which um I I mean George R. R. Martin he he wrote the episode and he's been speaking in interviews how he's really worried that they're not gonna have the budget for what is planned. Wow. And I'm betting that you will see some ships in that one, so Okay. Just hold tight. <laughs> okay. So there will be ships. Yeah, so
0: he's sending Davos off to die or not to die, to fight valiantly for him, which is what Davos would do anyway. But I just didn't like how their relationship – their relationship is very uneasy at the moment. Um,
2: well, it's very underhanded what he did. Yeah.
4: yeah, I mean the way that I understood it though too is, is that Stannis doesn't really trust many of the other people that have now sworn allegiance to him. Probably the person he has the most trust in is Davos. So wouldn't you want the person that you have the most trust in leading you into battle? Um, the what I gathered from it, and this may or may not be correct, um,
2: I felt it was, like I said, sort of underhanded, like an underhanded retaliation. But he was also giving him, you know, it was saying like, hey, I trust you a whole lot you really just brought up something really awkward and I'm still kind of pissed off, so go lead, go lead the battle. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was exactly like that. You, you, know, you know what I think? I think that Stannis and Davos should just kiss and make up. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of that, okay, Catelyn and Brian were totally gonna kiss at the end of that scene where she swears allegiance to Catelyn and they're, they're like all close and Catelyn's like, I will invite you into my home I will never turn you away and then there's like, they're really close and they're loving it and then it cuts away. I was sure that they were about to make out i was so no. disappointed you're
1: crazy she was so in love with renly
0: <laughs> oh obviously oh, yeah yeah but uh. she's over it now they're traveling the countryside she's moving what on what made what made brian swear allegiance like Selma
1: to to and louise i did not agree the really, yeah.
2: totally we don't grieve for your dead like people do in sweden <laughs> selena we've well, on
0: katalin we only on. <laughs> had to say get him later a hundred times and then brian was like okay i'll swear allegiance to you instead
2: <laughs> I like how Catelyn was working in, so she was like, "Hey, Rob's pretty honorable. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're kind of a badass. I mean, Rob's cool. Yeah, he's my kid. No,
0: they, they really had like a heart to heart though. Like, I was shocked, and I, I, I like Brian now." But um, what made her swear allegiance to Catalan? I don't get it. Because it's like one thing to travel with she somebody. The relatability.
3: The relatability. She the relatability. Yeah. respects and honors. Yeah.
1: She's a knight Catelyn. as well. And I think she needs someone to fight for.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, so that's what gives her purpose in life. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah.
4: Times yeah. were different. Plus, she was there for that her. whole conversation between uh, Catalan and Renly when Renly was talking about Rob. Um, you know, right. So maybe that had a bearing on it.
0: That's the other thing. But since Breon was inducted as a member of the King's Guard of Renly's King's Guard is that the right term? Um, you know, she's the only one we've the seen Rainbow with the Rainbow Guard. Yeah, the yes. Rainbow Guard. <laughs> That's is right. No That's more. right. Okay, but she she's the only one we've seen with him. So did he not have any Rainbow Guard before? <laughs> Cuz like she's the only one in the tent. she's always around him, but she's the only one. Like where are the other members well, of the Rainbow Lawrence
4: Guard is part of it, too. Oh, okay. Welcome well, to television wasn't... people.
1: <laughs> she wasn't expecting Sometimes to be they attacked. Do things. <laughs> You know, by anyone, because she was just with with.
3: They were just Kevin. chilling. Why were yeah. they? Why out. was she? Why was she chilling? Why wasn't you know his boyfriend?
2: Because chilling she's with him a or something? chick. She was just chilling. Come on, leave her
0: alone. Oh, yeah. Nobody expects to be attacked by their own shadow or a smoke monster <laughs> with a sword through the heart. And that thing went right through his heart. Man, he was dead within seconds. Yeah, he wasn't alive after no, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that this is, is true. my.
2: This is my slow, but sure, move on, because we, we do need to transition toward the end of the episode this Yeah, um, yeah. I really wanted to talk about the party scene really quickly because I thought that the um, people that Daenerys brought to the party they just reminded me. I've just I've seen people like that at nice parties stealing your shit and it, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly not stealing my well stealing my shit yes I've thrown a few <laughs> <and> that's <laughs> happened actually never mind that's did, happened recently didn't that happen but, in St Louis
3: oh <laughs> no wait no
2: you you lost your magic wand Terrence oh, oh I did happened. I did that's right Terrence is like no it's no big deal I was like Terrence it's the elder one <laughs> 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 L- lose this. <laughs> Um, I just thought the whole, the whole thing was crazy because we had the dragons. We had, uh, even before that we had Daenerys and her bikini cobblers. Like, oh, I fixed your, your shoe. <laughs> and the, 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 it was just crazy. Like the dudes are just stealing shit. And then, you know, Captain Creepy Face walks up and starts to get, starts to talk. And I was just like, oh <laughs> <Captain> man, <Creepyface. laughs> she looks like a bookshelf.
0: What? What? Who looks like a bookshelf? <laughs> <laughs> a second ago, we were talking about Captain Creepy Face. Do you mean the girl, the woman? Y- Yes. Who was wearing oh a mosaic yes. of face? That did not, look comfortable. Right. That did that not look comfortable. That did not look comfortable at all.
3: Strange.
0: That was stylish. No, that could not have been. I mean, that's just that. It was what was it like? Mike, metal okay? plates, like little decorative yeah. metal plates woven into.
2: I thought she belonged in the Capitol.
0: Yes, <laughs> it's true. I bet she was that's married she to Cobra like. Commander. <laughs> that's what it looked
2: like. Well, <laughs> she she gave a warning, and I'm a little bit too distraught. Um, to to share this warning with you guys before we leave this episode. But what was this warning? If one of the two more legit people on this podcast could say,
0: Selena, Micah, well, she gave
2: uh, it to Jorah, right?
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah,
2: don't let our faith slip, you two. <laughs>
1: Why? You're the
2: only two <laughs> holding this podcast
3: above water.
1: <laughs> God, I have no idea. It's 3 a.m. I'm excused.
3: Hang, hang on, I'll Google it real quick. Captain no. Creepy Face. <laughs>
0: Google images. what did she say? Well, well
1: he was images. from the House of the Undying. Um, that guy, and he wants to invite Um Daenerys Pi- 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 to Pi Pri- that place. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. that's really cool. I'm so looking forward to learning more about the House of the Undying.
4: You're talking about yeah. the girl that showed up with
2: the. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about what whatever's said. gonna be more funny when I edit it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> so you choose which one.
4: <laughs> she has a reoccurring presence throughout the series. I'm not sure who she is or where she's from. It is known. She's <laughs> no, it, with is not, M, it is not. It is not known. <laughs> Oh okay, oh, Quaith of Ass High. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> and with
2: that, people, we must start ending this week's episode of Game. Of Wait, Bones. before
4: we go, uh, <laughs> okay, Selena, Mike. I was wondering, did you were you uh, entertained by the last scene of this uh, this week's episode before the tickler died?
1: Um. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, Micah. I was wondering how I was going to slip oh, in. Yeah. A shirtless. Gendry in a conversation full of guys, but yeah, there you go. I was, <laughs> I you know, I was not expecting that, but it was very much appreciated.
3: Arya had her head turned a little I, bit. Yeah. Oh, yes, she did.
1: <laughs> I'm very much a fan of, of Gendry, and, and that... Um, her and, and Arya and Gendry's friendship as well. So it was great to get that, you know, because even though they're doing two dif- completely different things now, it was good to just see them have a little scene together and keep establishing She totally,
2: s- She totally schooled them yeah,
1: too, yeah, which is Yeah,
0: this little girl is teaching this big guy how to th- throw a sword, basically. Yeah, but she had Cyril Pharrell though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: She, she knows her
0: shit. I'm hoping that he's still alive. Maybe he's on the island with Ned Stark and Renly because um, <laughs> oh, her trainer really he's my, favorite, he's my favorite character from the first season and you know because he's just he, i guess i like the heroic ones but then renly but i don't know you're right i do like weird and
2: characters. then theon you like theon too uh yeah c- currently
0: heroic. okay currently he has not killed anyone i care about so currently ren uh, <laughs> theon is still
1: you little, know a little crazy i mean i except for I agree all
0: the little you. women and children that he's about to kill and Ray. I mean, I like Theon, by the way. Oh, good. Oh, good, Zach. Okay, we have something. To, I do like something theme. to talk about next time we hang out. I was, <laughs> I was just gonna say
1: really quickly, Eric, that I do, I do agree with you that at this point in the show, I think you can feel really bad for Theon. Like, I think he definitely goes through some pretty bad things. Uh, Hi,
3: Winterfell. My name is uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, you might remember me. Um, I have the sea bitch back there, and I felt up my sister.
0: So Yeah. <laughs> God, can you imagine any of these characters at like an Alcoholics what? Anonymous? Like Alright, let's introducing- start giving our
2: own to the week before we start rattling on about Sea Biscuit. Alright. Wow.
1: Uh, okay. I'll go first. I have a pretty tame one this week anyway. Uh my own was uh Tyrion to Cersei she, he said schemes and plots are the same thing and for some reason that just made me oh, laugh for
2: like five minutes I was <laughs> going to say that
1: oh no <laughs>
2: oh my god I'm sorry
1: it was so funny though we can have the same oh, it was one perfect. just because it was so funny and I was like he he, oh. you know the best owns are the ones that you do with words so there you go yeah
2: <laughs> perfect well hey you know what impressive nice nice choice you too <laughs> mine is also
4: uh when Tyrion was talking to Cersei but uh, it's about Marcella, and he says, Marcella is a sweet little girl, oh, and I don't yes. blame her at all for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if she, if she gets all
4: pissed, she's like, oh, you're so clever. I have
3: one, and if it fails, I got another. So um, here's... <laughs> I'm prepared. <laughs> one um, is whenever... Uh, Beyond was trying to command the respect of his men and that big old bald dude comes up to him and he goes, "I've been reaping and raping since before you left Balens Balls." Yeah. <laughs> that was good.
2: Oh my god. I'm going to start the episode with that quote actually. <laughs> oh good. Well then, so I'm going to pick a different one, Selena, because okay. I'll be damned. I will be sure. I will be damned. Um, I'm going to have to go with...
0: Don't pick mine. <laughs> okay.
2: I realize that's the biggest
0: uh, risk going last, but... I
2: think my my own's probably going to have to go to Arya and Gendry when she's teaching him about how to yeah. use the sword. And she tells him to stand sideways. And he's like, I'm just practicing. And she's like, well, if you're going to practice, you should do it right. And I just thought that, was, that made a lot of sense and it was the best own.
0: Mm. And since I can't do uh, every scene with... Charles Dance in it, or Tywin in it, because <laughs> I thought he was tremendous this episode. I'm going to go with Jorah and Daenerys when he says, There are times when I look at you and I still can't believe you're real. <laughs>
2: Aww, Did that own your soul, Eris? <laughs> that
0: owned my soul. And let me tell you guys, let's let's bring it in here a minute. Uh, gonna uh, there, uh, Let me just tell you guys. There are times, okay, when I visit our website, gameofowens.com. Or I follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash owns. Or I like us on Facebook, and I still can't believe that we're real. Oh, God. God.
1: But then you know uh, you go on hypeable.com and you realize that we're all real.
2: We're all real, and our pictures are shining brightly on the front page, and we get to see the uh, the comets. The, oh everyone God! Everyone gets unsettled. <laughs> What's wrong? You guys don't like it's Selena so as Daenerys?
1: Creepy, <laughs> all of you. It's Micah's the scariest one. I didn't. I
0: did know. I didn't, know, I didn't know that you weren't blonde, Selena, because it worked oh, so God. well. But, You know, Swedish people. And similarly, and I similarly I didn't know that I wasn't Littlefinger, but whatever. Right, I like how
2: these strategically placed violins are making us sound so glorious uh, while we're talking so about the heavily.
1: show. I always do want you to hear sing that along, sound, my like thing? I, I can't because I don't know no. when, it, when it's playing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. This is Game of Thrones, your favorite ever Game of Thrones podcast, it's true. and. If you would like to be a friend of ours, we would like to be a friend of yours. I'm Zach Louie.
0: I'm Eric Skull. I'm Micah Tanbell.
1: I'm Selena Wilkin.
0: And I am Terrence Pinkston. Man, we got to talk about Charles Dance. I hope he's on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody.
3: Bye. <laughs>
1: do I, they what, were just like girls? just shouting at each other trying to like yeah, get she's not a princess she's a Khaleesi <laughs> she's a Khaleesi
0: and I'm like but wait no. isn't she also a princess <laughs> and I was like wait a minute I'm confused <laughs> I just
2: like the hot one let's be honest yeah
0: the other one kinda...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was you know, it was funny sidebar um, she was supposed to die on the road she did in the book and I think it's funny that they chose to keep her alive I, I thought they might do that because, so because she's a babe. Later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you got to keep those babes close. They were shooting in Iceland, they had slim pickings.
1: Hey, <laughs> that's pretty close to my right here.